Ask yourself, when's the last time you ran as fast as you possibly could? Yeah, it's been a while. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Sports guy Brandon Snide walking with a little hitch in the giddy up this morning. He limps on in here. What this happened? <laughs> like, ah, yeah. Ugh. Go ahead, Brandon. Tell tell them why you're sore this morning. Um, you know, it, it, we're getting ready for uh, settling down. It was after dinner last night. We did homework. Kickball game broke out in my neighborhood. Nice. And and, and what does that have to do with you? <laughs> Everything. You were Vince in it. Is the answer. I was the captain. I was team oh. captain. I was calling the shots. I picked the teams. My team might have been a little bit better than the other team. Yeah, I don't nice know. Nice job, cool dad. But other parents were playing. I had to show up. So you're sore face from, paint from neighborhood. My hamstring, paint. my my hamstring is shot today. <laughs> so did you go for it? Did, did someone pitch to you and you went all in? Oh, I went all full in. Swing, I dove for a ball on the on the concrete. <laughs> Ask yourself, when's the last time you ran as fast as you possibly could? Yeah, it's been a while. Right. So yeah. <laughs> think about that. My hamstring, did, yeah. didn't you? My right hamstring done. Just barking. Done. Can you imagine, any of us, can you imagine in third grade, one day foreseeing that you would be sore from playing kickball? (laughs) (laughs) What we're doing here? God help us all. 514, Brandon's got actual sports coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The New York Jets and the Green Bay Packers once reportedly had a deal, quote, 90% in place for the four-time MVP and Aaron Rodgers. Now, not so sure that's the reality. What happened was, you know, they had sort of trade parameters worked out, and then when Aaron went on Pat McAfee and said that I'm 90% retired, I was 90% retired when I went into the darkness retreat, I think it scared Woody. You know, I think that was one of those things that scared him. And then, from the broader perspective, he continues to look at these other teams that made big moves and were promised things by their general managers, hey, this is going to put us over the top. We're going to be in contention immediately as soon as, you know, again, going back to Denver, as soon as Russ walks through the door, we're going to be in contention. And then it completely went in the opposite direction. So I think that gives him a little bit of nervousness. That was Yahoo NFL reporter Charles Robinson there who joined Wilde and Tausch yesterday on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee with yet the latest hurdle in a potential trade for Aaron Rodgers that doesn't seem to want to end. The Milwaukee Brewers lose their first series of the season, dropping their Wednesday afternoon rubber match to Arizona by a final of 7-3. Jason Junk, who got the start for the injured Brandon Woodruff, who found himself on the 15-day IL, he went four and two-thirds innings while surrendering four earned runs. The 8-4 and four Brewers are right back at it tonight in San Diego to take on the Padres. That first pitch is scheduled for 8-40. The Brewers have not listed yet a starting pitcher for tonight, but you can still tune in to full coverage right here on WTMJ beginning at 8.05. Over to the NBA where the Bucks have an official tip time for their first-round playoff series. Sunday at 4.30, the Bucks will look to begin their run at the Pfizer Forum for the Bucks and for Wes Matthews. Getting the number one seed was important, but their eyes remain on a much bigger prize. Um, so far this season has been a great feat. Um, you know, there's excitement. There's, it's nothing to, to just dismiss. You know, you don't. Only only one team can be the, the, the number one overall seed, and we were able to do that. But, you know, we still have our, our sights set bigger, and it's uh, one game at a time still. 
The NBA play-in tournament continued Wednesday as Chicago completed a comeback to take out Toronto 109-104. The Bucks will now await the winner of Chicago in Miami on Friday to see who will be punching their ticket to Milwaukee. These two teams dueling out for the right to get slaughtered by the Bucks. <laughs> Probably. It's the script that we've written, <laughs> yes. 519 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just want to put this on your radar for a story that's going to make news tomorrow. This is the resolution of a 25-year-old murder case. We talked about it quite a bit on the news over the decades. It's going to finally come to a close on Friday. Mark Jensen of Kenosha County will again be sentenced for killing his wife, Julie. WTMJ's Wyatt Barmore-Pooley looks back at this unique trial. The case began on December 3rd, 1998, when Julie Jensen was found dead in her bed in Pleasant Prairie from antifreeze poisoning. Her husband, Mark Jensen, was immediately suspected in her death, which he claimed was suicide, saying Julie was depressed. However, investigators had a piece of paper that told a different story. Here we have Julie Jensen telling me that if she dies, you're the person that, that did it. If anything happens to me, he would be my first suspect. I have been doing this 15 years, Mark, and I've never had anybody leave me a letter telling me that if they die, it's this person that killed me. That letter would become the center of Mark Jensen's first homicide trial in 2008. Prosecutor Bob Jamboys in his opening statement. All she wanted was some attention from her husband. She wanted her husband to love her. And in fact, she even thought that he was trying to poison her. The verdict was guilty of intentional homicide of the first degree. And he was sentenced to life in prison. But that wasn't the end of the story. In 2017, the Wisconsin Supreme Court decided that the letter from Julie was in effect testimony and Mark's constitutional right to face his accuser had been violated. So a new trial was held over three weeks in January of this year with the letter banned from evidence. Prosecutors this time focusing on internet history, researching poisons like antifreeze, and an ongoing affair documented through emails. With Jamboys back on the team as special prosecutor. She'd been lulled into believing that this monster that she was married to was finally showing her a little bit of love. That's what the evidence showed in this case, ladies and gentlemen. And you know he's guilty. Even without the letter, the jury... Find a defendant, Mark D. Jensen, guilty of intentional homicide of the first degree as charged in the information. Jensen now facing another sentence of life in prison more than 24 years after Julie's death. Wyatt Barmore Pooley, WTMJ News. So in terms of the news value of what happens tomorrow, kind of an anticlimax. It was really all about the verdict in this case, the sentence... Pretty much, I mean, this guy's going to go away forever, right? And then this is then over, right? We're, we're done with this? Out of options, and it's hard to read into someone's reaction, right, when that verdict is read. Highly emotional moment, of course, but there was virtually no reaction on Mark Jensen's face when that right. verdict was read. Right. And you and I both observed, remember as he walked out of court, he appeared to look at the prosecutor. Some There was some exchange there. We speculated that he said, like, hey, nice job. Good job. Like, it looked <laughs> like he said, they're like, good job. Like, you was complimenting their a work. good case here yeah. against me. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, this know. will be it. Done is done. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Is done.
At 541 on Wisconsin's Morning News. So John Greenberg, friend of the program, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, stopped by our studios Wednesday morning. Yeah, sure, old-time hockey. Like any shore. Yeah. 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 John was here to see to see me, Eric. Yeah, I heard about this. With a special gift. Mm-hmm. So as you all know, uh, Friday is 414. We are celebrating Milwaukee by wearing special Milwaukee-themed jerseys. Gorgeous. And we have made up 15 of these for prominent Milwaukeeans, of which you are one. And so uh, we'd like to present it to you today. And hope you will wear it with pride. Hope you'll have a reason to uh, do that. Look at that. Fantastic. Now, would this technically be a sweater? This is a sweater. It's a sweater. It's a sweater. Complete with fight straps. Fight straps, right. I told him to wrap it around my head and take a couple shots at my jaw. <laughs> Just to see how it goes. <laughs> so I got this super sweet hockey jersey, or it sweater as they call it. A really good looking jersey. And, you know, actually, when Greenberg said they were presenting them to 15 prominent Milwaukeeans, I was like, well, who do you want me to give mine to? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, super honored. It's an Admiral's jersey with the likeness of the Sunrise flag. We call it the People's Flag. It is super cool looking. I've got it on if folks are following on the live stream and the video. So it celebrates 414 Day, which is tomorrow. Tomorrow is April 4th, mm-hmm. 414 or 414, the yep. original Milwaukee area code. So the ads will wear these jerseys tomorrow night on the ice, 7 o'clock puck drop against the Chicago Wolves. And if you want one, you can bid on one of these jerseys. And they do this from time to time when they have special jerseys. So how it works is there's an online auction. It's going right now. You can bid online or you can go to the game and find out more about how you bid. And then you will get a game-worn, if you're the winning bidder, you can get a game-worn jersey from one of the players. Washed. Exactly like, yes, they will wash it. <laughs> it will be professionally laundered. Oh, nice. Deb, you can borrow this one because uh, I know you're a huge Admirals fan. And Thank you. It says Vitrano on the it back, does, though. Just so so you know. better for you. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if not Vitrano. I don't know if your wife would be good. <laughs> uh, you'd wear it well. I know you would. So it's grateful so to John and the Admirals. It. It's huge. They're great partners in our community. They do a lot of good things. The proceeds from the auction will go to the Milwaukee Admirals Power Play Foundation, which supports charities throughout the region. Puck drops at 7 o'clock against the Chicago Wolves tomorrow night. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. Uh, Could you tell them, for example, uh, what is icing? Well, um, icing happens when uh, the puck comes down, bang, you know, before the other guys, Mm -hmm. nobody there, you know. Mm -hmm. My arm comes out, then uh, the game stops, then starts up. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers did something they haven't done all season up to this point. That was lose a series as the Arizona Diamondbacks use a two-run homer in the seventh to put away the Brew Crew for a final of 7-3. Jason Junk, who was called up from AAA Nashville, he got the spot start for the injured Brandon Woodruff, and he went four and a two-thirds inning while surrendering four earned runs. With the loss, the Brewers dropped to eight and four, they are right back at it tonight in San Diego to take on those Padres. First pitch is scheduled for 840. You can tune into full coverage right here on WTMJ, home of the Milwaukee Brewers, beginning at 805. Over to the NFL, where the biggest storyline this offseason continues on as the Jets and Packers continue their stalemate, with the Jets reportedly unsure about trade compensation for the Packers' four-time MVP. According to Yahoo NFL reporter Charles Robinson, With limited options for both teams and uncertainty in New York, he still believes, though, that there is a deal to make for the MVP. I still think it's 99% happening. Like, I I just, because I don't see what the other options are on the table, right? I mean, what, 
at some point you have to pick up the fifth year option on Jordan Love, right? I've been told that's going to happen. So once you commit to that salary and then you're going to owe Aaron, uh, you know, $58 million on top of that, it's just, there's, and there's no other market out there for him offering any assets. Um, and by the way, you know, like, Aaron, presumably, you'd have to find another team Aaron would be on board with, and he's already clearly on board with the Jets. I, yeah, I just don't know how this doesn't work out. So many layers there as Robinson joined Wilde and Tausch Wednesday on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee. Things will start to pick up, though, in Green Bay as the draft, as of today, is just two weeks away, and their offseason program begins on Monday. The Milwaukee Bucks got some clarity into what their postseason schedule will look like on Wednesday. The Bucks will host the winner of the Chicago-Miami play-in game Friday with an official tip time of 4.30 at Pfizer Forum Sunday afternoon. For the Bucks, though, it's all about the bigger picture, regardless of who their opponents are, and they're taking it one step at a time. Um, so far this season has been a great feat. Um, you know, there's excitement. There's, it's nothing to to just dismiss. You know, you don't only only one team can be the, the, the number one overall seed and we were able to do that but you know we still have our our sights set bigger and it's uh one game at a time still the bucks will look to be as healthy as possible entering sunday following a full week off okay you may need a visual on this one so i'm gonna need you to text the word creature 855-616-1620 on the wtmj talk and text line 855-616-1620 if you didn't yesterday text the word creature to that line because we have some new insight as to what that mystery animal is in the picture down in Texas. 548 on Wisconsin's Morning News. You had to play that one. Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, wisely choosing the track everybody knows. The Violent Femmes and the city will honor the 40th anniversary of the release of the Femmes' debut album of the same name, April 13th. 1983. That makes a lot of folks listening right now feel pretty old, <laughs> your host included. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson's office is going to host a to-do 10-15 this morning. The mayor will be there. Former tour manager for the Femmes and current owner of Shank Hall, Peter Jest, will be there. John Sparrow, drummer of the band, also in attendance. This is what the uh, news release said. Mayor Cavalier Johnson to join notable individuals associated with the Violent Femmes and celebrating the 40th anniversary of their debut album, Femmes one of the biggest bands to originate from Milwaukee. Their debut record is said to be one of the most influential records in the history of alternative music. That'll be a fun news conference. Right? I'll try to sneak over to that one. We'll see. Yeah? Say hello? Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, I can't I can't tell you when I when I discovered that the music that I was listening to originated in Milwaukee, like that song and a couple of others from that debut album. I mean, Blister in the Sun, obviously. Gone, Daddy, Gone. Mm-hmm. Added Up, which a lot of young people yep. like. That's the expletive-filled song. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm saying naughty <laughs> words. And then you're like, you know, they're from here. No. Yeah, they're from here. And just how much pride you felt in that. Yeah, well, right. And uh, think about the pride people have with the Guffs. And the Guffs never yeah, really exactly. made it big. I mean, comparatively speaking. So pick it up on the loose ends of the story that we were discussing about the mystery animal in Texas. Yes. And again, if you want to play along, we have an update. picture pages, text the word creature to the WTMJ Talk and text line 855-616-1620. I'm Brian Fellow. From the New York Post, mystery animal spotted in the Rio Grande Valley left Texas park officials and the general public stumped. That was earlier this week. So this is the Benson Rio Grande Valley State Park. Texas Parks and Wildlife officials saw it. Social media help 
They post this picture of this animal. Looks like a stump with legs. Yeah, like a sausage. And they were claiming we have no idea. We have no idea what. Why this couldn't is? they get a better picture? Honestly, it was like one of those trail cams. <laughs> yeah. Eric's suspicious of that as well. Yeah. That always just surprises me. That like you know, I've seen some really nice trail cams. Some <laughs> high a definition. Here. <laughs> yeah, and then here what we got grainy in the middle of the night. The creature was described as lurking. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just sitting there. I don't know lurking. if it was lurking. Yes. How can you tell it's lurking? That rat needs a haircut. <laughs> So a lot of suggestions came through on the Facebook page, some suggesting it was an otter. Badger was also a popular suggestion. Oh, the honey badgers are just crazy. (laughs) Well, it's not the honey badger. Oh. But indeed, a badger. This from Newsweek. We agree with the most comments uh, that this is very likely an American badger. (laughs) And this is hilarious. They actually posted. Not to be confused with the honey badger that lives in Africa and Asia and is rumored to not care very much. (laughs) (laughs) Now, but they assume, they don't know. No one is saying, yep, that's badger. Well, and why it was confusing to them is the article goes on to say that American badgers are found throughout the U.S., but they're actually a rare sight in the Rio Grande. And the valley is part of the animal's range in Texas, but they don't see Mm. a lot of them. Okay. And the reference to the honey badger, if you don't know, the expletive-filled but very hysterical narration of a nature video that wasn't the actual narration. <laughs> now, you thought it was an anteater without a nose? <laughs> that, yes. The body does look like that. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No tail, though, that you can see. So yeah. is that who Bucky's modeled after, the American badger? Yeah, but you don't see the stripes on his face. This thing might have mange. This thing is, like, bald. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think, you know, you don't see the stripes... That you get on, like, Bucky's face. Well, and he, you know, it might not be a nice, healthy zoo badger. <laughs> True. You know, <laughs> could, have been, could have been through some stuff out there. In <laughs> might the have had a scrap or two. Things. Yeah. That's but why I love is, badgers. This isn't the first time, though. I'm always curious about this stuff. Texas has done this before where they're like, oh, what's this random animal? The chupacabra animal? thing? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, and then everyone's, like, on their websites looking at things. I, I feel like. Bunch of suckers we are. Another attention grabber. They knew full well it was a bad. They might have <laughs> yeah. put it there. They probably have a better picture of <laughs> it's it. It's not even right. moving. It's like a taxidermy thing. Yeah, they just took like a picture of it. Just threw it out Drop there. Drop that out there. Put it on the trail cam, hey get guys, the grainy pick, yeah. and get a whole lot of attention. Well, <laughs> mystery solved, I guess. They say it's a badger in Texas. Brian Fellows, Brian Fellows, Brian Fellows, Safari Planet.